Welcome in. Welcome back. It is the Motown Rundown. It is your home for all things Detroit sports. Uh, Been a little while. I feel like every week I come on here and I have to apologize for the fact that we commit to recording every week and then we take two weeks off. It's the final one. It's a Kanye releasing it next week. Yeah, this is it. This is our Donda release. We've been teasing you guys for weeks, but this is it. Starting, well, that's the thing is because now after this week, we got football season. So every Monday, that's the plan as of now. The plan is every Monday we will be releasing a new podcast so we can talk about the Lions. Motown Mondays, baby. Motown Mondays. Motown Mondays are back. Free of charge to you. You don't have to pay a dime. We're just bringing you the content. Um, But we are coming to you on the first day of September. Happy September, guys. It is Wednesday, September 1st. Time flies when you're having first day of school. Oh, Trent. Yeah, you guys are. first day of senior year. Yeah, I'm I'm finally Uh, a senior. They grow up so fast. Yeah, right. When we when we started this, I was a freshman and y'all were junior sophomore. And then we kind of got screwed because of COVID. So we're is this really four years? This is really our fourth year doing this. I was just thinking that too. Wow. That's insane, dude. It's a long time. It's like a fifth of my life. I'll never forget the email I got from Trent after the one meeting when I came to, you know, I come in the season vet. I got the hood up. I'm not answering any questions. I'm not giving not giving the freshman the time of day. I gave my speech about the Motown. I mean, Collins, that's when you jumped on too, my junior year, obviously. But um, but it was just funny when I get the email from Trent. He was so buttoned up, begging to be a part of the Motown rundown. I got his whole resume of his fandom, why he'd be a good fit. And we, we could probably we find a, that. We could probably. I know. Yeah, we somehow. probably could. We gave him a I'll do a Monday reading next next week and I'll pull it up. But I don't know if I want to do that. But we, we gave we Trent the PTO and we decided to sign him. PTO. And it's yeah. been that I remember all, all, all I came on. I came on to talk about the Lions and then we just ended up doing all four of the rest of history. But that's that's neither here nor there. How was work? How we doing? We haven't talked in two weeks. <laughs> How Dude, I, I Trent, I don't want none of me and Rabs don't care yeah. about what's going on with us. We want to yeah. know how East Lansing is. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> you have to understand, Trent, that we are vicariously living through you now. So like to, for you to come on here and ask us about work is like don't well, patronize both, us. No you know, we you. know you don't care. We know that the people no, I don't do care. care. You both have very cool jobs. Rabs gets to work I, like, I, concerts. I and... Minimum wage, basically. Okay. I don't okay. know if that's a cool job. Move on, move on, move on. East Lansing's great. <laughs> East Lansing's fantastic if you must know. Is it know. like back, back, Trent? Does it yeah. like feel back? It does feel back, yes. The bars are popping. Um, I am vaccinated. For anyone listening to this, it's going to, you know, breathe well, down my no, throat. First of all, everyone at State has to be vaccinated, right? Correct. Isn't that like a given? Correct. It is mandated. So, yeah, you have yes, to I, have, I have my first class here in a couple hours. I'm going to go sit in, sit in a classroom for the first time in over a year. No, but you have I, to wear a mask in the classroom, correct? Regardless of your vaccination status. You do. That's a hack job. I'd be I would be online. That's well, do it. Sweat. Sweating. I have a couple online. Yeah, couple especially if you got a class in like old order culture, that could be a disaster. But Collins, um, that's where my that's where my first class is tonight. Is it actually old horticulture? Oh my god, dude. And Trent, I thought of you. I thought of you because that's the Collins tailgate spot, right? It is, it is, right behind there on the grass. Yes. Shout out to Marie and Kelly Collins. I, by the way, what's the trouble? I can't go to a game until later in the year. The first like tailgate, I, I, I think I've missed three Michigan State home games in the last 10 years. 
this year is not going to be good when I'm looking at people's stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to be a mess. <laughs> Wait, yeah. is because of work? Because of work, you just can't. Get yeah, I'm, I'm working on most Saturdays until like matching. So I can't go to like oh. majority of the state games. But it's going to be what's it called, though? TB, I the thing I was going to ask you is uh, now that I'm like graduated, which sucks. It actually like watching Welcome Week, like not being there. Was we'll actually, never like, have that again, worst. Collins. We'll never have that again. Well, I think it's Ravs. I think it'll be better next year because, like, you like you get this too. You still have people there that you're like buddies with. Yeah, like the year before and stuff like like I know people like Shran. I'm like friends with guys who are younger than me, and then I have buddies who are still up there like doing the victory lap. And I'm like, God, I should have just stretched it out just a little bit. Yeah, I, why, why didn't I do it? And all my buddies in this group chat are like, the worst decision I've ever made was graduating. <laughs> it's just for all this, like, in this group chat, like, this is awful. <laughs> but hey, you know what? You got to move on. You got to you you flip the chapter. Well, hang on. Let's, let's, uh, Trent, I don't know if you have anything else to add because we, we will, we will circle back after we, after you have your first day of school. But, um, as, as two alumni, I, I think that we should, we should, Collins, you and I should each give Trent some words of wisdom as he enters his senior year. Now, Trent, you're planning on this is it for you, right? You're graduating on time. There's no, yes. there's no grad immediate grad school. So this is it. This is it. This is it. Collins, no shame my things. out on Mondays. I'm, no I'm, shame. I'm, that's I'm your piece this. of advice. No, I'm kidding. That's not my piece of advice. Go ahead, though. No, I, I kind of want that to be your piece of advice because then I can just circle no, back. There's, I, I will just say that if there's any time where your friends are going out and they're like, hey, and you're like, eh, I'm not really feeling it, just go. Because you'll just like, especially second semester, senior year, where it's full tilt the whole time. Yeah. Just just go. Like, it, 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 Don't worry about the bank account. You'll figure it out later. Like, hey. Just, yeah. just have a time. Have a time this last year. It'll work out. It works out as things always do. But yes. Rabs, what do you got? What do you got for us? Um, I would say, I would say that my advice is in a very similar vein. As far as I look back, obviously, I got absolutely hosed my senior year, and Collins got double hosed his senior year. As far as the the COVID and whatnot, I would yeah. just say, dude, to be honest with you, man, like. Collins brings up a good point, and my my advice might be the exact same as far as like any opportunity you have, even if it's something as simple as like going to the calf with a buddy and you got an exam the next day and you got to study and you're behind and your buddy calls you and he's like, hey, man, like I'm, you know, I'm near Snifi. You want to come eat me for dinner? You oh. don't say no to that. You go, you know, you go do everything. And just like the little thing, it's hard to do in the moment, right? Especially like what for me, you know, I didn't know that everything was going to happen the way it did. So I didn't have a lot of time to, to, you know, stop and smell the roses. But I remember some of the best memories that I have for my senior year was when everything was shut down, I would just go on walks around campus with my buddies and we would just oh. talk about the last four years. And so I would do, you, you, you got to, be present in each, in each moment. But I think that a lot of reflection is it's emotional too. It's emotional to, to reflect on your last four years and where you started, where you came from, how you grew, the people that you met, the things you're going to miss. But it's like, you know, I think the thing that at least my mindset with Michigan state, had such an impact on me. Like I'll be back. I'm, I'm getting, see, I'm supposed to be getting on the phone with my buddy here and ordering my season tickets today. Um, I'm going to the game today. against Northwestern. Yeah, I know we're late. We're behind, but I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm be like, how are you going to get those? 
<laughs> we're picking up season tickets today. My buddy and I are going to the Northwestern game. There you go. Do you have Do you have tomorrow. tailgate plans? Do you have tailgate plans for what? The Northwestern game. Um. Yeah, we do. We're my so my buddy's got a bunch of frat buddies that I keep. I say buddy all the time. I I, I am starting to become hyper aware of it, but. My buddy has buddies that he was in a frat with. My buddy, buddy, buddy. His frat brothers. His frat brothers, he's got a lot of them that live in Chicago. So um, we're driving to Chicago tomorrow. I'm staying the night at one of his frat buddies' place. And then the game's at like 8 o'clock, like local time. So we're going to take the train to Evanston, and we got some spot in a parking lot around 3 p.m. We'll get after it, go to the game. Hopefully see a win. You guys see the uniforms they put out, the new helmets they got. Pretty nice. Pretty good. But we'll uh let's get in. We can get into college football stuff at the end of the show. But Trent, that's my advice to you. Just soak in every moment. You know, when you're doing things like when you're at a football game, and you know, I'm sure you're gonna be 13 beers deep and screaming your face off, but take a moment to collect yourself and look around the stadium because you're gonna it's gonna go by incredibly fast, you know. And and like obviously. School comes first, you know, take care of your, take care okay. of your chickens. Okay. Does it take Who care cares? of your chickens? But, I, but Look, dude, I, like, no I, cares. I appreciate, did you just, get did you just it. give the Marshawn Lynch, take care of y'all chickens? Yeah, take care of y'all chickens, but get okay. after it. Okay. No, Love but it. what's it called? Last thing, best part of college. And I, we sound like losers because me and Raps hasn't been out of college that long. And like anyone who listened to this who's like 30, like my brother's probably like, go fuck yourself. Like, actually, yeah, the yearbook <laughs> like he's probably like, shut up. I got way, like, I got to pay a mortgage and stuff like that. So, like, I, we probably sound like idiots right now, to be honest. But best part of college is always the night, the morning after you do anything, just cherish those. So, those are my, Best yeah, part get college, to beggars, get to beggars, get the crew out no, there. No, not even the morning app. You're just on the couch. You see your buddy walking up, sh- like dis- disheveled. Say, hey, man, you want to go to QD, get a Gatorade? You walk back. You're telling the stories from the night before. Collins, that exact best- thing happened twice. The best part. I, I, I'd like to believe I'm making you guys proud because if the question is, am I on a bender, I would kindly tell you. No comment at this time. No further. Well, what's it called? Everyone is at last. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's fun. It's fun. But anyways, let's talk about Detroit. We're good. Go green. Go green, though. Go green. Once a Spartan, always a Spartan. Spartans will. Yes. Rock it out. It was just me and Rav seeing off our chest that we want to be back in college. Yeah. No. And East East Lansing misses you guys. East Lansing misses you guys. I miss it too. God, that place is the best. It's so great. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh, okay. what a time, what a time. But, yeah, let's get into our Detroit sports stuff. I know we're uh, we're a couple weeks behind here. Uh, we have Tigers and we have Lions on the docket today. Is docket a word? Yeah. Docket's a word, right? That's, not a, that's a word. Docket's a word. Uh, Tigers and Lions today. We will have a comprehensive Detroit Lions season preview next week ahead of kickoff against uh, the, the Niners uh, the following Sunday. Um, we're all going to the Ravens game, correct? That is correct. What, what can we what, the, what date is that? That's the 26th. Okay, I took it off work. Okay, I'll make sure I take that off. I forgot about that, by the way. I knew you were going, but for some reason, I thought it was like in January. I oh. made my little whiteboard schedule the other night. And oh, like in I, Fever Pitch when they have all the guys over and they're just, they're divvying up the season. We tickets. talked about Fever Pitch more than any podcast in America, right? <laughs> yeah. and I'm fine with it. I love that show. We're a fever pitch podcast. I've never seen it. I'll watch it. Sorry. Oh, you'd yeah. love it. You'd love it. But anyway, uh, Tigers, Lions, let's start with the Tigers. The big news that we got to get out of the way first. I know it's it's been a while. Miguel Cabrera 
the greatest baseball player that I have ever seen play the game with my own two eyes, uh, hits his 500th career home run. He also hits 501. I have to say, so he hit he hit 499 in Baltimore, correct? And then they came back home. And if they played seven games at home, I think I was at like six of them. And there were a couple times where Miggy, like he hit one foul down the line to right that everyone thought was gone. Um, he hit one of the warning track and right field when I was there as well. So I really wanted to be there to see it. I spent more money than I cared to admit between parking and going to the games and getting tickets and the food and whatnot to try to see it happen. But, you know, and you, you catch some heat for something like that. But as I tell people all the time, this is all like, this is all I have. Yeah. You don't understand. Like, this it's is sports. It worth it, it. Some people really just worth. care. Like I, I watch sports and you have your, you know, action figure collection that probably yes. costs more yeah, than you my collect car. Pokemon cards, and I go to. Try <laughs> being like, yeah, well, I'm cool, and that nerd with the action figure collection can kick rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. we are an action <laughs> figure friendly podcast. If you can play with action figures and still listen, yeah. Um, but you yeah, guys so have I went action to... figures. Hmm? Did you I have an action have... figure? I used to have WWE action figures, dude. I did too. Oh my and god! Like, I, I used like to have like the, uh, I used to have the WWE mic too. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it had like it was like Rey Mysterio, John Cena, and it's like the Undertaker <laughs> and it would play their music. It was awesome. I love Sorry. it. Sorry, go no, ahead, TB. I love it. You're fine. No, no, I wasn't gonna say anything. I had Star Wars action figures, but that's it. That's it's whatever. What's no it one called? cares. No one no, cares. But what's it called? Rabs. I respect. If I could. If I was around, I would try and go to as many like home games for his 500. Like that was perfectly acceptable behavior. Thank you. But like, I did love seeing. I did love seeing Rapses at Comerica like every other night. Every day, yeah, it was it was a mess every single day. Um, but obviously he hits it on the road, right? He goes to Toronto, and I think dude, it was unbelievable. Like the atmosphere was unreal. Whatever I was at one of the games, I think it was a Friday or Saturday game. It was like the most attendance they've had since 2019, like 30,000 plus. So it was great, and it, I felt bad for Mickey because I, I I make the analogy of it was like when you go to a pet store and you start tapping on the fish tank and, like, they tell you not to do that because you freak out the fish. Like, that's how it was with Mickey. Like, he was probably stressed out, squeezing the bat too tight because every everyone was on their feet for every at-bat. And, like, he got hit by a couple pitches while I was there, and he got – like, the pitcher was getting booed. It was awesome. I thought I thought it was going to, like – Go find that guy's phone number after he hit him the second. Yeah, time. it was. I mean, like that just it just goes to show. It. And it, it, what's what's funny about it to me is that we've had the conversation before about the money that Miggy makes, and you got to do whatever you can to get rid of them. And at a certain point, the switch flipped for me, and I think for the majority of people now, of just like okay, like like Miggy's ours, you know, like we don't, no one wants him to go anywhere. Like it just, and, and cause you see the teams playing better and Miggy can fit in and he's not really clogging anyone up. So if there's anyone still left out there, that's like, they need to get rid of Miggy's contract. Uh, go, go fly a kite. It's, like it's, I, the, it's the three words, Rabs, winning cures, everything. The you're right. That's a, good win point. a little bit. Dude, he's getting like two fifty too. Yeah. yeah he's, he's fine. He's what else do you want? Again. He's fine. Yeah, yeah no like news. I like do you see everyone else on the roster? Like everyone's raving about like Brosman has been a really nice signing. He's still batting like 230. I know he's got more power than Miggy has this year, but I'm just saying. Yeah, and I think the thing with you know with, with Miggy is and, and you heard in his press conference after he hit 500 that he's pretty much set in stone. Like after his contract's up with the Tigers, he's done. And he's you know, he's I am under in the camp that he plays hurt every single year and he's a legend and I love him, but to hit 500 career home runs and then he hits 501, he's going to hit 3,000 hits. He'll probably get it next year, to be honest. And that would that will be great. I mean, 
you know, seeing a home run, it's very, very hit or miss, but you can at least try to time out the hits properly. But um, the game, I was at the game too, when they finally came back home against the blue Jays on Friday and his family was out there to flip the sign to 500 and just, just awesome. I mean, I believe on part of my take, they were talking about Miggy too, just as far as being one of the more underappreciated guys and, and baseball. He had like a weird national media run too after. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like I just, PTI did a whole segment, how he was like one of the most underrated players of all time. Part of yeah. And it is it, to a certain extent, I think there's an element of like when, 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 when these players are in Detroit, who I would say Detroit is definitely a very large market. I mean, you have four teams and, and the teams have a really, really solid fan base, especially when they're good. Um, but yeah, just for some reason, like you just get lost in the fold here in Detroit. So it was nice to see him get some recognition truly. Like I, you know, I remember back to those years of like the fact that the guy had a triple crown. I mean, just to even think of what needs to happen for, to, to make a triple crown possible and how rare it is like that just speaks for itself. But, you know, truly one of my favorite Detroit athletes, athletes, baseball players ever, and, and probably the greatest talent of any sport that I've seen live. Like I, I would say you could put, I mean, everyone always says he's, he's the best right-handed hitter ever and in deservedly. So, but you want to talk about like talent in their own sport. Like I would say Steve Eiserman is considered definitely one of the best hockey players of all time, but Miggy is like right up there. And if you want to throw in your Babe Ruth and your guys that played in 1850 and, Walter Johnson, who shocked the world by throwing a, by topping out at an 85 mile power fastball. Like that's, you want to throw those guys in the fold fine. Cause game recognized game, but Miguel Cabrera is truly a treasure. It, like how, I mean, it, we got so lucky here in Detroit. I'll just say that to, to be able to see his career and he still is going to play two more years, God willing, if he stays healthy, but I don't know if you guys have anything to add about Miggy and what that, you know, what it, I hate to say it, what it means to you. Like you had any, any, doing and Miggy hitting 500 home runs but it is a special moment so if you it guys was mad it was sick because i was in the car driving and i had it on and di- i got to hear the dickerson call like live awesome. and i was like oh god by the way we're making an intro and i i've for the show finally after like seven months of not making one <laughs> I, no it's more so than that because let's think about this we've been on the we were just talking we've been on this for four years it's probably been two years without an intro. It's Our just other no, intro it was, was like last though. year. We just got we just got screwed. Our other intro was awesome. But was anyways, Collins, Collins, are you gonna are you gonna put that in the intro? Is that what you're saying? I was gonna say basically like the intro just might be Dan Dickerson calls because I I was like trying to like figure out ways to flow. I'm like I just might just have Dan just calling eight different like. So yeah. man, it's just like every single one. I'm like okay, that would fire everyone up. <laughs> like that's a good intro, but uh. That was really cool to see Dickerson do it. If I just wish Mario and Rod were there to do the his 500th, it like it feels weird with <laughs> Shep. I just it does do. I was I, really I was talking, I was talking to Brock, friend of the pod, my brother, about this. We thought that we were like, how sick would it be if Mario just overdubbed it and put it on Twitter just for the fans? Like, like just, I would love that. Just, no, he would just, never. Just do the call. Just do the call. Make too, it a too much of a pro. Yeah. Mario's too much of a pro to do that. Yeah. And never come after another man's job. By the way, they should rehire him like immediately. Yeah, but right. um, <laughs> just immediately. But um, it was sick. It was awesome. It was really cool. I that is like the best part of baseball. 
I like baseball, like the last like 10 years has not been the same as what it used to be. I get that. But like moments like that, like, especially if you grew up watching the team, it is like pretty sick. Like where you think of like all the, like the memorable home runs he hits. Like I remember that walk off against Kansas city, the walk off against Cleveland in 2013, like a couple just absolute mammoth shots against the Indians on the road. Like, it's just like, I don't know. You just, like, kind of go back, and it's nostalgic. And I'm a very nostalgic person, and YouTube doesn't help that. So, like, after Miggy hit his 500th home run, I'm like, okay, time to listen to, like, the Hall of Fame playoff intro from 2013. And, like, just, like, Miggy just going yard every other game. So, it it was sick to see. I'm looking forward to 3,000, I think, a little bit more, because I think that's a better – statement of how good he was because yeah not just a power hitter but just yeah and the one thing that bothers me is i i yeah he wasn't like the best third baseman he was like a pretty solid first baseman for about like five to six like defensively like he was a good two-way player he made like i don't know i I understand people would be like okay man when he won the triple crown he's probably like one of the worst third basemans in like baseball i i don't know i'm just saying like he is not ju- like he was more than just a hitter. Like every single time, if you really think about this, they would always talk about this. The Tigers would bring in a new free agent acquisition. Their average would go up just being around Miggy. Like they would always talk about that. And like the Tigers, like 2010 to 2014 range, it would be like, wow, Tory Hunter's approach is way different than it used to be in LA. Now he's moving the ball the opposite way. Oh, wow. Like JD Martinez is basically in the cage just watching Miggy and his approach at the play. I, I, I just think his impact on like the Tigers as a whole is more than him, just personal greatness, just because they didn't win a world series in his prime doesn't mean the fact that he wasn't the most important player in baseball for like five years. And it like spread throughout the whole Tigers lineup. So that's fair. I, I guess my, my one thing with this would be, you know, you guys grew up in the Metro Detroit area. So you've obviously been to more Tigers games than I have. So, but with that being said, we've all been in the ballpark when Miggy hit a home run. Like it's just part of your, it's part of your childhood. I'll never forget when my family packed it up and went to Fenway to watch the Red Sox take on the Tigers and and Tigers on the road, obviously. And Miggy hit one over the green monster. And that, that is just stuff that like, I'll never forget next very next at bat. Mind you Prince went back to back, but that's neither here nor there, whatever. That team was awesome, but congrats to Miggy. Obviously we love him. I would say he's the best Detroit athlete of our generation. Um, I disagree. I think I he is. Who? I think he is. I, I don't know who you could say is better than him. No, no. I, I said he is, he is the best, oh. the best Detroit athlete of our generation. Like Rabs, you, you could maybe argue Stevie Y. But I don't, other than no, that, I mean, like, I, of our generation, as far as like us being alive to watch a player the, in the entirety of their career, 100% it's Miguel Cabrera. There's, there's no, correct. There's no, yeah, no. It's the yeah. best. I, I also like, it always feels like, I know Miggy was like moving from Miami, but like people don't talk about how great of a trade that was for the Tigers. Like, I like that's the best trade in Detroit, probably in Detroit sports history. Dude, I would say it's other one than, of the other than I would say it's, it's one of the better trades in baseball history. Honest to God, like sports history. Because I, I look at that trade of like, think about the Chicago White Sox trading Fernando Tatis Jr. to the Padres. Like just a an absolute franchise changing for trade. Shields. 
Yeah, for James Shields, who is probably bagging groceries at Kroger right now. But well, he had a nice career. It was just a little late to do. Yeah, that. he did. But I'm just saying it. You want to talk about? I mean, Miggy was young. Like he had, you know, definitely proven he could play. But he wasn't the Miggy that that we, you know, got to see in Detroit. But my God, man, I mean, it just. I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. I don't mean to just beat the dead horse here and stroke Miggy. We, we could, but we, I don't want to do it for the entire hour. So, by the way, I'm rewatching the Tigers game as we record. The fact that Josh Harrison is just like the starting shortstop. I think Jed tweeted this out last night. Josh Harrison being a starting shortstop on a playoff team is just mind boggling. Yep. I actually was watching one of those games the other night and I thought that to myself too. It's just kind of unbelievable. Yeah. He was so bad for the Tigers. Just so bad. Yeah, awful. Him and Jordy both failed experiment. But Oh, dude, Jordy Mercer stunk too. Yeah. The best thing about Jordy Mercer is he was related to Don Kelly. Was he? Didn't even know yeah. that. I, I didn't know that either. I think he was like his brother-in-law or something. Oh, that's cool. All right. Is, do, do we have anything else on the Tigers? or? Well, want... yeah, why don't – let's uh... – sorry. You got to talk about ahead. the Hinge comments, right? I guess. I mean, were you guys that fired up about it? You weren't. I mean, it was. It you was just nice. don't like. I don't know. Rams. Rams doesn't like the Tigers anymore. I think. Dude, I love the Tiger. I, Collins. I've been to like fourteen games in the last ten days. I've. I love the Tigers. Trust me. But Rams, no, I mean, I, I yeah. think your heart was Go so ahead. broken when Stafford got traded. You just haven't been the same since. And you've oh, like dude, you to wait the till dark I... side. You I got, uh, you got, you're just so got, negative uh, now. I'm not, I'm not negative. I do. Uncle Steve has been in town for the last couple of weeks and we've been talking about the lions and he's like, he goes, I gotta be honest with you. He's like, I don't really care about the lions that much anymore this year. He's like, I'm going to watch every single LA Rams game and get it. But whatever. I was we'll going to propose the- to you guys. That's funny. You brought that up. Cause I was going to, I was going to propose that when we do the picks, we should also just quick pick the Rams game just for fun. Just, just to do our due diligence to number nine, we'll pick the Lions game and the Rams game every week. We're not doing Oops. that. We're not doing that. I veto that. <laughs> yeah, we can't. That's a so, that's a coward move to do. Okay, we can't. Fair. Um, but hey, let's let's as, as far as the Tigers go. Yeah, I mean, Collins, those those hinge comments about you know regarding free agency and you know you either like want to be with us or if you don't, then we're gonna beat you. Like that's you know that's great, and I think that's great. Look, I I, I I'm not gonna discount what. AJ Hinch has done for that locker room. And you can tell that they definitely play with a lot more confidence this year. Um, I don't have a problem with AJ. I mean, I don't really don't have a problem with them. It's still one of those things of like, all right, let's see. There's a lot of things as far as the lineups are concerned that I just disagree with. We shift more than anyone in baseball. It's asinine. I can't stand it. Um, But this is not an AJ Hinch slander hour, but yeah, cool comments like that's and it's like that's kind of like almost the Dan Campbell effect of like, yes, as a head coach, it's okay to defend your team and to stand up for your team and go out in the media and say something like that as far as like, yeah, we know that Detroit is not a very, it's not a prime free agent destination, but you know, if you want to be a part of this thing, then we'd love to have you. And if not, we're going to beat you. Like, that's cool. I appreciate him saying something like that. I don't know what else you wanted me to comment on, but no, but I thoughts on it. I just think it's just in general. Like, I think the last two weeks and and Avila came out with comments, basically like we got to like, he did GM speak. He's like, basically we're focusing on the guys we have now, not that we're going after and stuff like that. But, um, 
I think it's like cool that they're just like putting it out on the table that we're going to start going after some people in the free agency. And everyone wants Correa, and I get it. Correa's having a career year and stuff. And Correa, Simeon from Toronto. I've seen some Sterling Marte stuff. Um, there's a lot of guys in the Mets that a lot of people want, but it's just I like the idea that Tigers like we're gonna come try, we're gonna try and get some really good players. Like it seems like they are all in on trying to win, like actually next year. Then they better do it. I guess that's all I'm saying. Like I'll believe. No, but that, that's regardless if they go out and do it, like TB. Like I think for the majority of this rebuild, and even this year, and as me, Rabs, and you are the Tigers slappies, basically trying to convince ourselves that this team could like make a wild card push, even though there's probably never in the cards, but like, it seems like next year it's like, okay, guys, if we, if we're not in playoff contention, it's a failure. Like they're setting that right off the bat. So I, and they have high expectations for themselves. So I'm excited. That's, that's the only reason I, I think that comment matters because I think it truly ends the like excuses train. And, and, And I, Avila doesn't deserve any excuses, but I'm saying for like guys that are, in the big leads, like a Terrence Scooble or like a Casey Mize. It's like, hey, man, we're, we're, we're taking the leash off you. Like we did this this last year, limiting your innings, stuff like that. We're going we're to roll this whole match year. We might try and do a little bit what we did this year, but I, I just sent those comments being like, hey, we have some young guys. We have Manning. We have these other – by the way, Matt Manning's looked a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Looked a lot better. And I, I might need to eat crow. I still am on the camper. I don't think he's be that good, but he's been pretty solid recently. But um, I don't know. I just thought the comments were cool. The fact that I actually think they're going to hold their players accountable and actually be interesting in the offseason and during the season next year. Yeah, that's 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 really fair, Collins. I guess we don't have to get into all this, but if we zoom yeah, out no. a second, it's like, you know, like last year, okay, you kind of cut the fat with Kristen Stewart. And you, you start to work some of those young guys out of the picture, the ones that just flat out aren't good. And then this year you come in and it's like, okay, Jacoby Jones, see ya, Grayson Griner, you're pretty much out of the picture too. And now it's, I, I'm with you on that perspective where it's like, this team is finally ready to spend. We kind of thought they were like this past off season. I think we all three were. In the- they should have, they should have tried. Yes, to spend. yes, I agree. But now I think more so than ever, when you have an outfield that is like finally like kind of set in stone, and you've got a pitching rotation that when healthy is very good. And then, you know, you've got, again, we don't have to get into all this, but yes, I agree. I think the way the team has kind of come together the last four months, really, we talked at nauseum last episode about how this team basically just sucked ass in April. And since then they've had a winning record. So it's just frustrating that they haven't really been able to string together much of a comeback here, even though, you know, the season overall has been a success, but there's still games to be played. But Collins, I agree. I want to see him go out and plunge for somebody. Just do it. Go on plunge for a shortstop. Go on plunge for another starter. Yep. Because I, I know that they're, like, committed to the, like, did you see that, Rabs, that they were committed to Boyd in the future? I don't really get that. Yeah, I, I mean, Matthew Boyd, to me, it, like, it obviously he's, like had a much, he's had a much better year this year, and I know he's been hurt and he just came back from injury. He's a fifth starter, dude. I'm sorry. Like he, it's no, it, I know, I know. It's not like he throws gas. I know he's crafty and he's got good command of of his pitches for the most part. He's he's a you know he's pretty well put together pitcher. But my only con- I don't you know I I do want to kind of talk about the the last handful of games and you know just to catch up on on games for a bit. But you know you guys you guys make some good points about trimming the fat. But I got news for you guys. 
I, I first of all, I, I really I'm not going to be heartbroken if I don't see uh, an ESPN notification this summer that or I'm sorry, this offseason that the Tigers just went and paid someone 12 years, three hundred and sixty five million dollars. I don't really need to see them go down that road. I would agree that if you're going to go spend money, it is middle infield or it's pitching. And that's it. Because I got it's, news for you guys. If they don't go out and get a shortstop this year, I'm, I it looks the thing. It, it's it's shortstop. You're exactly right. It's shortstop because he just paid Scope all this money and he's terrible at first. But I don't I don't think second. that you I don't think it necessarily has to be a move where you're going to, for to go get Carlos Correa and you're paying him four hundred million dollars for one human. I know I listened to Pat Caputo talk about Nick Ahmed from Arizona, who's like the best defensive shortstop in the league. He's not a tremendous hitter, but Guys, a lot of the problems the Tigers have are on defense and in oh. middle infield 100%. Sick. Yeah, y'all watch that. You find you're good with short at shortstop? No, I'm not. But apparently, this Ryan Kreidler's been looking better. Kreider, Kreidler, He's whatever, has is, is been, been moving up the ladder. And his, his plus side of his game is supposed to be defense. So I have no problem with them going out and buying a shortstop. If it's Correa, Great. I just I, I don't need to see the same thing that I saw with the 2012 team where everyone on the team's making 30 million dollars and they still can't win. So that's my only point as far as let's win. let's be let's be careful and win the World Series. Let's be careful about just willy nilly. Here's 12 years for 350 mil because now it's time to spend. What I will tell you is are you working it, for Avila? No, I'm not. Dude, I here's my <laughs> point about me being critical about Al Avila. Dude, this this roster with the with the stop gaps that I say every year, someone someone more than someone, some players are going to get squeezed out of this system like that because we just had to go get Robbie Grossman, who has been a good signing. He has been a good signing because he's a great leadoff hitter. He draws a lot of walks. He gets on base. He also strikes out a lot, and he's also not a good outfielder, and I watched him for a week straight with my own eyes. While the tight, and I know he hasn't made an error in how many games. I get it. There's a lot of balls that fall in on the Tigers that are catchable, makeable plays that they don't make. And they don't show up on the score sheet as errors. But when your pitcher's out there for an extra 15 to 20 pitches and has to give up an extra two hits because of it, that makes me angry. He's not a good outfielder. They never sit him. He has no business batting third. And for an outfield that has Daz Cameron, who obviously just got sent back down because he can't hit, but hopefully he can get his stuff together and come back up between Akil Badu, Victor Reyes, and Derek Hill. That should be your outfield every single day until the wheels fall off. Derek Hill has come up this year. It's taken him a bit longer to get his feet under him than people wanted to. He gets to every single ball in the outfield. He can steal bases. He can lay down bunts. He hits for contact. He's got one home run this year, which is fine by me. That's your everyday center fielder. And in left field, you got to kill Badu because he's shown you and proven to you that not only can he play defense, but he's fast as shit on the bases and he can hit for power and contact. And in right field, Victor Reyes has earned the right to be the guy. And I don't care that he was batting too. 
I don't care that he was batting 200 early in the year. He got sent down. He came back up. He's hitting fine. That's a guy that deserves to play every day. And if I got to hear next year that Victor Reyes has gotten cut from the team because we got to make sure Robbie Grossman gets his innings, I'm going to be sick. You're a rebuilding team. Robbie Grossman's batting 230. No, they're not. He's not a good defender. They are, though. Look at how the team is trying to win next year. You would rather have Robbie Grossman every day. Robbie Grossman is a very good signing. He has hit for power. He has 20 home runs. See what you want about Victor Reyes, whatever he's batting and whatever he's done in the last month. Like Robbie Grossman has had like months where he's batting probably like 280. With like- I, I I hear you, but what I'm my my point is is if if Riley Green's gonna get a chance to play next year, someone's getting squeezed out. I'm just yeah, letting you know fine. Willie Castro, Harold Castro. It's a good problem to have that these guys that you've spent the last year or two on are now getting removed so Robbie Grossman can play well, at 31 if Robbie years old. Grossman's not the best player, they're not going to play him. That's just flat out. Dude, he plays every day. He plays every because day. Because he's they better than him. those guys. Because he's better than Derrick Hill. And he's better than Victor Reyes. That's Dude, why you're playing. missing the point. You're missing the point entirely. Derrick Hill is, is a young guy that we drafted in the first round that deserves to play every day. You can't, you can't make the case that someone's better than some. If you and I go out, if you Collins, if you and I play a whole summer of golf and I play 55 rounds and my best round is an 80 and you go out and play one round and your rounds, your best rounds an 82. You can't make the case that I'm a better golfer than you. You can't. I it's get stupid. that. I get Level that. the playing I- field. I, I understand that. I really do. But, like, I like Hill. I agree with you. I think he'll play every day in is, center. I, he's that good defensively where if he's able to hit 220, he's an everyday center fielder. Like, if he hits 220, that's all he well, needs. Well, he's hitting 250. So, I, but limited reps, Rabs. Limited reps. That's why you got to see it throughout the whole year. I understand that. But Grossman has objectively been like a very, very good piece for them this year. He's been. Victor Reyes has been up and down deservedly. Like, it's not like he didn't suck at the beginning of the year. Like, he deserved to go down. You're at, like, some of the, like, Victor Reyes has had plenty of chances. I like Victor Reyes. If they cut him, plenty I'm not worried. He's played, he's been on the team for two years. Plenty of chances. He's been on the year team for like four years at this point. No, like, I disagree. Really I don't think that's correct. Yeah, I think he has. But okay, well, I, I guess I, I mean, here's my, my only thing with this matter is like if if you're at the point in the season now where how many games are left? Someone help me out. Like 15? I don't know. I don't know how many games you got left. More than that, I whatever. Think you got like 20. 20 years. There, there, there's there, at that point, I guess I would lean more. You have more than that, to be honest. Just Grossman, I because I've been vocal in our group chat about Grossman. I, I don't like him either. Collins, I understand. He's been a great signing. Here's what I understand. Shake his hand. Here's what I understand about this whole situation. It's Rams, like, it's I don't like the NFL. Like, who gives you the best chance to win today? Who gives you the best chance to win right now? And yeah, like, sure, that's Grossman, but like, he's not a part of the future. And I guess that's where I start to diverge because but the future. Like, say, I, I, I get what you guys are saying, but if this was like two years ago, I'm fine with that. Yes. Grossman's going to play a part on the team next year. They're like I just said. They're tr- what Hinch said. They're trying to win next year. And Rabs is right. I, Rabs, I agree with the fact. Hey, if Victor Reyes or Riley Green's coming up, do it. I'd rather see them in right field usually just for the potential. Yes. And Riley Green and Victor Reyes are a completely different category because Riley Green is on a different stratosphere of prospect. Victor Reyes, if they cut him, I'd be like, uh, 
I feel like that could have worked out, whatever. I don't, I'm not afraid Victor Reyes is going to go bat like 330 and hit 20 home runs. I would feel that way about Riley Green. I understand that, Rabs. If they're pushing Riley Green out of the lineup for Robbie Grossman, I could see that's the factor. But he has been objectively uh, the, the most consistent outfield, outfielder except Akio Badu. Okay. And he's been and, healthy the whole year. And, so, and, and, all, and like, he's going to be a part of the team next year. I just don't understand. I know. All, all he's not, I, uh, he, you act like he's like Mike Pelfrey. He's good. All I'm saying is Victor Reyes is not Christian Stewart, where it's like, okay, he's batting he's 120, bad, like, and he, he's uh, not good. So my point, my, my only point is, is for a season, I don't care about next year right now. You have X amount of games left in the season where you can play Victor Reyes almost every day and let him prove what he has to offer for the rest of the year. Because it's hard to get into a rhythm hitting when you pinch hit and hit an inside-the-park home run to win the game for your team, and then you're not in the starting lineup the next day. Like, that that's the kind of shit that irritates the fuck out of me about A.J. Hinch. Like, dude, the guy just won you a baseball game. Can you at least play him in right versus having Robbie? Like, Robbie plays every day. So, you're right, Collins. Robbie Grossman will be back next year. And I love having Robbie Grossman for the sake of he's a great leadoff hitter. He might not be batting 250 anymore, 260, whatever, but he is a below average defender. I don't care that he doesn't make errors because when the ball's hit to him, he catches it usually. He doesn't take good routes of the ball. He's not as fast as people want to make him out to be. So my, my, my point is is at a certain point here, we're going to have to make some tough decisions about who, who we're going to allow to have more time and who we're not. Willie Castro was lights out at the plate last year. He hasn't hit well this year. They send him down. They bring him back up. And, and like, that's a guy to me too, who needs to be in the lineup more days than not. And he is, but the problem is, is, is so like when you, the way that you talk about Robbie Grossman is the way that I justify Jonathan scope, Willie Castro could play at second base for the Tigers every single day. And I would say, you know what? It makes sense because you got to give the time. You got to give the guy time to hit. You got to give the time, got to give the guy uh, time to get into a rhythm but he's not a good defender as we've seen And Jonathan scope is batting 286. He's the best hitter on your team. So that's where I look at Jonathan scope and go, that was a good signing. He's earned the right to be here for the next two years. You don't have anyone on the roster close at second base. that can hit like Jonathan scope. Victor Reyes can provide at the plate what Robbie Grossman does. And he's this a better agree. hitter. And he's a better hitter. So that's that's my point. Trent, you were talking before we both cut you off. What were you going to say? NFL or something? Well, that's it. I was just talking about, like, I understand from the standpoint, if you want to say that Robbie Grossman gives you the best chance to win every day, then I'm not going to argue with that. But I guess now that – and I just looked it up. The Tigers have 29 games left. So if you do want it to be Victor Reyes, Rabs, which I, I ultimately agree with you, I think he should get – 20 of these 30 games, 20 of these last 29 games, just at least prove that, yeah, getting sent, and he's been up and down, deservedly so, Collins. You're exactly right, but it's just like he's still young. And next year when this team is finally ready to win, we're not playing the game anymore of he's got to get his at-bats, he's got to get his time, he's got to – because this exactly. team is really ready to win. Right. So that's why I say over these last 29 games, let Reyes play, let Derek Hill play, let Badu play, and that's your outfield, in my opinion. 
That's not what they're going to do. I'm, I'm with you. I know that's not what they're going to do, but that's what I would do because I personally don't think Robbie Grossman is going to be signed after he signed a two-year deal. Right. So yes. he's got next season. And then I think that's it for him here. Yes. Because I think at that point you're going to have Riley green and some other guys, but I'll just say this is my last point. I understand what you're saying. If this is a situation where Derek Hill and Akil Badu continue to get left out of the lineup. We've seen Victor Reyes for three years. We've seen it for three years. They've had him in the organization this long. If they don't love him, love him at this point. Like, hey, whatever. Clean your hands. It's their fault developing him. He was a rule five guy. He had a really nice year last year. I think he had a really unfair start to this season where he couldn't really get into the country because of COVID and he had a late start. I like Victor Reyes, Rabs. I agree what you're saying, but like at this time, like you can't justify playing Reyes over Grossman just consistently. You just can't do it after the year Victor Reyes has had. Maybe next year will change, but I'm just saying, and, and I'm not like all for like, hey, let's keep Riley Green in Toledo just because we need Grossman to get his at-bats when he's batting like 220. I'm not in that camp either, but you're trying – like. If you're trying to build a winning culture, which they're trying to do, like they, it, it matters how they finish these last 29 games. Because I think it builds into next year. I really do. I believe in stuff like that. So I, I, I that's why I think they're gonna play Grossman. We can move on to the Lions because I know we don't have that much time left, and I, we, I know we got off track there, but I'm just that's my last point. But hey, we'll we'll, we'll get back into the Tigers next week. Um, for a long stretch there, they were playing some really solid baseball. They're kind of back to their April ways as far as like they are really struggling to string together hits. They're not getting many runs across the plate. Um, their schedule does not get any easier the rest of the way out because they got the athletics in town right now. They're going to go see the Reds, the Pirates. You're going to get a bit of a break, but the Rays, the Brewers, the Rays again, the White Sox, it is a tough road out for the Tigers. So, hey, just, just get win to nine over, more games, please. Get to 68 wins, and I can cash out a points bet, and, and it'll yeah, be call good for the year. Um Tigers next game as we're recording here on Wednesday, the first they play out tonight at 7, 10 PM against the athletics. They finish the series tomorrow um, at, at 1 10, which would be Thursday. And that's about it for the Tigers. Uh, let's talk lions again. Season preview will come next week. Um, preseason is done. I did not watch a snap of lions preseason football. I really don't think there's anything that Same. you can take of it. That means anything to me. And I will take that to my grave. I don't care that the Baltimore Ravens have won 20 preseason games in a row. Awesome. Good for them. Um, but roster cuts have been made. Um, a couple, a couple names that will be recognizable for the average fan um, that, that in some that people might scratch their head at, um, but the roster is set. So for today's sake of conversation, um, I think we can take a look at the roster and, and talk about some names that, you know, maybe maybe caught us by surprise. I guess the the first guy that I want to start with is uh, William Gerzik's favorite football player of all time, Jelani Tavai, second round pick two years ago um, in the Bob Quinn era. He has been released, cut, whatever you want to say. He's gone. Um, probably one of the worst draft. I mean, that's like I don't want to say it's like a Darko pick, but. The fact that when when that pick was announced on TV and they didn't even have tape of the guy because they didn't expect him to go until the fifth round, like I think that just kind of speaks volumes about the what we got ourselves into with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. If it hasn't already been spoken for itself, um, I I got some breaking news by the way, guys. Uh oh, go ahead. Speaking of what you just brought up, guess where Jelani Tavai just signed to a practice squad? Patriots. Patriots. Yes. 
Oh, shocking. Wow. Yeah, shocking. It's like, let's cover let's cover our ass here. Like, no, he can still play. It's embarrassing. That guy, that guy was a fifth rounder on 20 or 31 NFL boards. 31 NFL boards. <laughs> the thing boards about it is he was so bad last year and two years. He was pretty good his rookie year. Yes. So that's what I was going to say, Collins, is he was good his rookie year. And I was kind of in the camp of like, you know, everyone sucked last year because the defense was just so bad. Like a guy like Jamie Collins and Trey Flowers, they deserve a chance this year to maybe like revamp themselves. But this is where I think the preseason does do you some favors, Rabs. Like Jelani Tavai was so bad in the first in in, in the first two preseason games that in the third game his reps were limited and they were just done with him. And the writing was on the wall and everyone knew that. So that that's kind of what, especially in a first year head coach, like that's the that's what. The, 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 the preseason is essentially four, I guess, is the, to weed out the guys who you know for a fact will not fit your scheme. And Jelani Tavai is slow, can't tackle, takes horrible angles, wears a horrible number. We don't have to get into all of this stuff, but that is why he is no longer a Detroit Lion, and I think we're all singing kumbaya together about that. But, Ravs, you can continue with whatever you were saying. Yeah, so he gets cut. Um, I, I don't think anyone's like people were really, really done with him last year. Um, just slower than absolute hell. So Jelani Tavai gone. Um, other notable cuts. Geronimo Allison, who obviously we we signed with the Lions last year. Um, I believe opted out because of because of COVID. I don't know how the contract. I thought he was a one year signing, and it must have just been voided and carried over because of because of him opting out or however that works. But um, he doesn't make the team. My thoughts on that, I mean, I, I watched. A, I remember watching a little bit of Geronimo Allison when he played for the Packers. I know his game was just like the, you know, you, you just throw the ball up and he'll go run under it and catch it. Um, I, I believe as far as, you know, my knowledge, Tyrell Williams' game, it's pretty much the same thing as far as like, you know, he's a bomber. And that's, that's pretty much all you have to his game. So for me, I mean, they have that in Tyrell Williams. He's going to be an every down wide receiver for you. So I guess the thought process might just have been, like, hey, we, you know, we, we have a guy that can do this and, and Geronimo's game is not complete enough to justify having him on the roster over someone else that can, that can do it all. So, you know, I guess no harm, no foul there. Brashad Perriman, too, another wide receiver um, that was cut. I believe he was hurt a bit during camp. Um, he's a former first round pick. Um, I believe he was hurt a bit during camp. And then I, I think the writing was kind of on the wall when you saw that he was going to be playing significant time in the, in the last preseason game um, that he was clearly on the bubble. And from what I read, he did not play very well at all. Um, so he gets cut there. Not anything I'm banging my fists on the table of, because I just look at it like, Hey, the guy's a former first round pick and he hasn't been able to stick on a roster and on the rosters that he has been on, he hasn't really made a significant impact. So clearly it just, you know, that's just how it is with some players and it's unfortunate, but um, I have to trust the staff that they know what they want and what they're looking for. And those two guys aren't a part of the, aren't a part of the team. So your wide receiver room, man, I mean, (laughs) can I touch on that for a sec? Yeah, (laughs) go ahead. I, I am going to take a maybe vintage Trent stance on this because I don't think the situation at wide receiver is as bad as people think. And I guess, like, yes, there's an abundance of inexperience. I think I saw that the guy with the most receiving yards on, on this roster is uh, uh, in, the, in the wide receiver room was Tyrell Williams and next is Quint Cephas. So, like, that, that should tell you all, all you need to know. There's really no experience there. But your number one option is, is, is tight end. It's Hawkinson. So, I, I just think – 
I've, I've got a feeling your quarterback is also really going to love check downs to Swift and Jamal Williams. So I, I like what we saw from St. Brown in the preseason. Tyra Williams was above average, like you said, Rabs, before he got hurt a couple seasons ago. Um, and then you've got the young guns who I think could develop a little bit. That's Quint Cephas, Trinity Benson from Denver, who the Lions just traded for. Um, and, and, and Darren Fells is actually like a pretty good receiving tight end. I, I know Lions fans remember that, uh, especially compared to what we've had since he left. Uh, Michael Roberts, Levine, Toilolo, Jesse James, all those guys stunk at receiving. Darren Fells is actually pretty solid. So I just think the receiving room itself, like the wide receivers, is well below average. I am aware but there is youth, and then your number one option is Hawkinson, and then you could almost argue your number two option is Swift out of the backfield. So I just think, like, you add to that that Anthony Lynn is – I think he's going to be a rock-solid offensive coordinator. Everyone seems to like him so far. So, yes, wide receiver is definitely the biggest hole on this roster, but I definitely think if you if you do it as, like, skill position players, the Lions aren't horrible. Like, they're, they're, they're right there. They're average. Yeah, I, I mean, like Rav said, I, I think I watched the first preseason game for a little bit, and then after that, I've been, I mean, I've been working. Also, I never watch a preseason ever. Like, I, that's just like I, it, you can't, I can't take any stock out of it. I've heard a lot of Derek Barnes states. I'm not gonna like, and, and I bet Trent's out a bit million of them. Gonna start. He's gonna start. I know he looks good. Yeah. But, uh, Who is Derek on the depth chart? He's behind Alex Anzalone. So well, the depth chart that. also has TJ Hawkinson as a second string tight end. So I, I don't think the depth chart is really up to date, but. Yeah. Um. So there's been that. I think he's kind of been like the story of the preseason for Lions and Derek Barnes. But when you talk about receiver, I was a little surprised to see Perriman get released, but I guess he had an awful like camp. So it is what it is. Um. I'm just interested to see with the young guys, Cephas and St. Brown. And you're going to see what happens with those two guys. I think Tyrell Williams is a nice signing. I think he'll have a nice year. I'm not a fantasy expert, but I do think he will have a nice fantasy year because I truly believe he's like the Lions are going to run a lot of stuff for him. So I think he'll have a nice year. Um, Other than that, you said something about Uncle Steven earlier in the show, Rabs, and this would be a larger point we talked about next week. Um. I have zero juice for this season for the Detroit Lions. Like, absolutely zero. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree, Collins. It's, I hate to say it, but it's, I think it's like the Stafford effect. It's it's that. I just – I don't understand. Like, I have buddies who are like, yeah, man, 11 and 5 is like the floor. Like, just joking and stuff like that. I can't even get myself to joke about stuff like that right now. Like, I am – you know what I mean? I am just so out on this Lions season right now. Hopefully, they wrote me back in. Hopefully, they're interesting. But right now, they seem like one of the most uninteresting teams in football this year. Uh, the, the roster on paper, as I'm looking at the depth chart, and I guess the they're last guy. Suck, dude. The last they're guy. I'll, suck. We'll talk about it next, next week, but they're the, going to suck. I'm sorry. The last guy I'll throw in that got cut that I thought was very, very surprising was Tyrell Crosby to me. Yeah, that um, was shocking. I'm looking at the depth chart. They have no backup center, no backup right guard, no backup right tackle. It's all left tackle, left guard. I don't know. I, I don't know what the – this could be a completely unofficial depth chart. I've also – from the things I've read that Panay Sewell has had an absolutely horrific preseason as well. 
Um, what you hate to see, but he's a left tackle by nature, not a right tackle. And that's me and Uncle Steve were talking about how criminal it was that Frank Ragnow. Can you believe that Frank Ragnow didn't play center his first year in the league? Like first we literally year talked two. about this on the show for a really long time. But I'm just like every I, week. You talk I mean, about he's he's the literally the best center in football, and you're fat. I shouldn't say fat. He's a, he's probably a nice man, but Matt Patricia decided, no, 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 no. We'll put him at left guard or right guard or whatever. So. Just comical there. But I, I, I guess to wrap up Lion stuff, because we're going to have a lot next week, um, just to back back to your point, and it looks like Trent's getting perked up there because he's probably going to give us his spin as to why this team no, no, might no, be I, good. I can save that for next week. You're good. But, Collins, I look, man, I there the roster doesn't jump out at you. And, and, and we have had debates at ad nauseum for the longest time about, oh, the roster's good, but the coaching stinks, but is the roster good? I'm looking at this roster right now and telling you they don't have a lot of talent on this team. They don't. I actually think that the offense will be just fine. I really believe that because I think the offensive line is real. I think DeAndre Swift, now that he doesn't have to split carries with Adrian Peterson, and I think Jamal Williams is an awesome complimentary back to DeAndre Swift. And when you have Hawkinson, and I'm excited to see Tyrell Williams, and Jared Goff, you know, can at least play. But, I mean, dude, th- I, I, maybe it's just the changing of the guard thing with, like, this team has zero identity. Zero. Their identity is Dan Campbell. And if Dan Campbell can't win football games, then, like, we have nothing. And, and it's it's depressing to think about. And I try to be glass half full. But, I mean, I, I completely agree because <laughs> – there is not a lot of juice here with this team. Not having Matthew Stafford does not help that cause and whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. What's what it called? Here. I'll let TV talk. I'm interested to see golf. That's like the only juice I have because as a guy who's always kind of been like a Jared golf guy, like I, he, I feel like he got unfairly treated in like Los Angeles or him just being like trash. It was all Bay. Like I think he was pretty solid. Like, I, I, I really do. But if he's trash, he's trash. I think he's going have an opportunity to prove himself. I just like I have no interest in it. And TB, I hope you can find give me an interest right here. Well, I'll I know start, you, I'll, I know you can. I'll start by saying that like a lot of the juice I have for this team revolves around the fact that I'm going to be back in the stadium for the first time in over a year, and I can't wait. You know, season tickets it's section three eighteen. Shout out, you guys are coming week three. It's going to be rowdy. We're going to have some fun. But okay. that that's probably like eighty percent of my juice is just going to be back with the team. But I will say also. Rabs, I disagree that the team doesn't have an identity because I think Dan, you, you said Dan Campbell is the identity. I think these players love this coaching staff. I, think I do. I agree with that. They genuinely want to play football for these guys. And that in and of itself, well, that might not be your full like rah-rah identity, but they're going to try to find that this year at some point. And the schedule's hard as shit. I know. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing, too, is I, you got to cut these guys some slack. This is an impossible schedule. Oh, so we're all sitting here with realistic expectations for this year. And you guys will probably give me some shit for how realistic, quote unquote, my expectations are when we talk about all that next week. But I will say I am impressed with the roster that they've put together, given the fact that it's, you know, a rebuilding year. You still, Rabs, you alluded to it. I think the offense is still going to be middle of the pack, maybe even a little better because I think Jared Goff is better than he gets credit for. It's a Collins's point. I think DeAndre Swift is fantastic. I think this offensive line will be top five. Yes, Penny Sewell will figure it out. I don't want to hear anyone freaking out after week one if he has a little trouble with, with, the, with the elite 
defense that the San Francisco 49ers have. Just give them a chance. I think Jeff Alcuda is going to take a step. I think Amani Oruwariye is rock solid. I like Tracy Walker still. Will Harris kind of stinks, but he gets a chance. The bottom line is this for me, and this is the last thing I'll say. I am so excited to watch like the D-line and the linebackers because of the way they've kind of shaken things up. It's going to be a 3-4 now. It's going to be Trey Flowers at linebacker, which who knows, maybe that's what he needs to revamp his career. It's going to be both O'Quar brothers. It's Derek Barnes in the middle. It's Jamie Collins, who again, you know, has shown flashes in everywhere but Detroit, but maybe he could get back to some of that. Up front, Austin Bryant. You've got Deshaun Hand. You've got Michael Brockers, who might be my favorite offseason acquisition. And then you've got your two rookies on Uzurike and McNeil. So I like the defense and I like the offense just as much as Rabs does. We can talk about everything later. The kicking situation is horrific right now, but yeah, what is going on? Are they going to is are they trying to use Jared Fox as their kicker? Is that no, what they're doing? no? They, they, I think they, they just signed. No, the guy, I think right? they. I they, think yeah, Austin Seabird is on the roster as far as the fifty-three man goes. I believe what the deal was. Browns guy, right? Uh, last year maybe Bengals. I think yeah, but um, definitely was on the. No, I think there was something about it. They they released both of the kickers so that they could keep an extra defensive tackle and maybe move him to the practice squad when they sign a kicker versus versus risking losing him to another team or something something like that. So it it was it was a bit more of like a uh analytical move. I'm not using the right word, but it was a you know it wasn't just because the kickers both stunk. They did both stink apparently in the preseason. So. But right now I'm seeing Cybert on the roster. So that might be the guy unless they plan on bringing back Zane or Fat Randy. So, Well, there you go. I think the team's going to be better than people think. Hammer that over five wins. Hammer it. I disagree, but what's the trouble? I was sad about Zane Gonzalez because he's a purple shark for life. For him not to make the team was sad for me. Rest in peace. He's still alive, but rest in peace. All right, guys. Well, Lions season preview coming at you next week. Uh, We will talk more Tigers as well. Um, any Pistons or Red Wings news, of course, we'll keep it covered. But that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode of the show. We're coming back every Monday during football season to give you Lions reviews, recaps, um, all that good stuff. Subscribe to us or follow us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. New episodes every single week, most of the time. Sometimes not, but most of the time. New episodes every single week. We love you guys. See you next time.